Welcome to the Spring Into Data podcast series by SAP. This podcast series is a follow-up to our analytics series of last year. We're not letting grass grow under our data. Our new 2021 Spring Collection of Podcasts will take an even deeper look at analytics topics like master data governance, data-driven strategies, content management, and more. Welcome to Spring Into Data with SAP. Today's session is a deep dive into SAP's business technology platform focusing on analytics. My name is Chris Atkins, and I'm the Vice President for Digital Government Transformation in SAP's Global Public Sector Business Unit. I'm really delighted to be your host for today's session. Let's jump right in. Uh, Jason Young is our guest today. Very pleased to have Jason with us. Jason, won't you please introduce yourself to our guests? Sure. Thanks, Chris. Pleasure to be on here. My name is Jason Young. I'm a vice president of our business technology platform, Center of Excellence. So basically what our team does is we really help to support our customers on their journey around all things data and analytics. So help them to understand our products, our directions, our roadmap, and overall helping them to be successful on their data and analytics journey. Awesome. Uh, well, welcome again, uh, Jason. So Jason, get us started here. Uh, talk to us about analytics. You've been in analytics for a long time. Give us the SAP point of view on analytics and in particular, how this fits into our business technology platform. Sure, great question, Chris. And so really today's session is all about analytics. And to set the context around this, a lot has changed in the world of analytics, especially within SAP in a good way. So what we really wanna do is just really walk you through um, the latest and greatest to really help to educate and enable you guys on, on what's new around analytics. And so from an agenda standpoint, um, really what I want to walk, spend some time walking you through is just kind of where we're headed from an analytics perspective, what we're seeing in the market. One of our greatest innovations and probably one of our fastest growing products within SAP has been SAP Analyst Cloud. So I want to spend some time walking you through what it is, why we built it, what value we see in it. And what we find within um, regulated industries, especially within um, SLED, federal government, utilities, and so forth, we find a lot of people have business objects. And what we've been spending a lot of time doing is making sure that we could appease our business objects customers and really combining both our latest innovations around SPM's cloud and business objects, having the two really work together in a very, very innovative way. So we want to spend some time going through that. And lastly, we get a lot of questions about you know roadmap and product directions. So we'll spend a couple minutes on those things. And then we'll give you some different resource materials to really kind of help you on your analytics journey and, and where you could go to kind of learn more and get further enabled on this. But as Chris talked about, one of the biggest innovative areas within SAP is this idea of this uh, intelligent enterprise. And it's all about providing these best of breed, purpose-built cloud applications to really drive productivity and transformations within the business. But underpinning all these is our business technology platform that consists of data, data management, analytics, application development, as well as in intelligent technologies. And the reason why I circled analytics is this is a really core part of this, because really what analytics does is it provides the lens into that intelligent enterprise. So the lens into all of your data, all of your assets, all your applications, and really what's going on to help you transform your business. So this is really where we want to spend some time uh, really dr drilling in into the analytics area. And so I've been in this space for quite a long time, the analytics space. And what I've seen, if I look at the 20 plus years I've been in the space, I've seen a huge evolution from a decision-making perspective. So when, we first started, when I first started in this space about over, a bit over 20 years ago, everything was about enterprise reporting. 
So traditionally, we saw these as being these IT-driven projects where they created these reports and delivered these reports out to end users. And a lot of times these were, if you guys know the space, these were prompted reports, they're bursted reports, they're parameterized reports. So what they allowed people to do is answer a couple questions and they got, for lack of better words, a static report. And at its time, these served, you know, served a tremendous amount of value, but you know, very quickly what we found is a lot of people were exporting this data to Excel, they're moving into different spots, and this is more for the business to be able to ask and answer their own questions. And so what we found is this led its way to this whole kind of area around self-service data visualization. And this is all fueled by the business wanted access to their own data, wanted to build their own visualization and ask and answer their own questions. And so again, this allowed you to provide a lot of value into your organization, but the Achilles heel around this that we're seeing now is every time the business has a new question, they create a new visualization every time. So quickly leads to a huge proliferation of visualizations within the organization. And so the area that we're in now, kind of the third wave of analytics, is all of the space called augmented analytics. And this is led by machine learning. So what it allows you to do is gives you access to real-time information and leverage the power of machine learning, but to the everyday user to give them not just real-time information, but to really help them to guide where they should go within their business. So this is really where we want to focus, because this is where we're spending a lot of time from our perspective, from an analytics perspective. And from being in this business for quite a long time, you know, one of the questions I get asked from with a lot of different customers is, you know, what's wrong with visualization? What's wrong with self-service? You know, that typically is what our business needs. And while that's true, what we found is this really kind of doesn't live up to the expectations a lot of times that it sets itself out for. And the three biggest issues that we see within this space is one is it's subject to bias. So the person creating the visualization is almost telling you the answer they want well ahead of the data telling you that those things. The second thing we see is it's time consuming. So every time I have a new visualization, every time I have a new question I want to answer, I have to build one every time. And the last one is a lot of times it's very unclear of the next steps. So let's say I understand my expenses are going up or, you know, my customer satisfaction is getting lower in some certain areas. Well, what do I do off it? A lot of times the visualization, all they're presenting to you is what the data is telling you. And there's no real kind of next steps or some plans or some what if or some actual steps I could take off of this. And so what we are doing at SAP is we're really trying to bridge the old with the new. We're trying to take things that people are comfortable with, things like dashboards, reports, visualizations, self-service, data discovery, the kind of the, you know, the bread and butter from an analytics perspective, but then combining those with very, very advanced machine learning capabilities. So things like natural language processing, machine learning, augmented, artificial intelligence, automated explanations. We're taking those capabilities and really bringing the two together. And the reason why we think this is important is because at the end of the day, people are still making decisions. They don't want the proverbial machine to make the decisions for them. And at the same time, they don't want to jump into this you know, really advanced black box. What they want to do is take the reports they're comfortable with, but then be able to complement that with really advanced algorithms that naturally tell them where they should focus on. Well, Jason, let me jump in here really quick. Um, really sure. like what you're saying so far. Um, in my experience, um, having been an executive in public sector, I think executives often struggle to see the value of technology and the, like, the approach that you're bringing to bear here. But also, I think, frankly, sometimes they're the ones often most in need of it, right? And so how do we help them navigate and how do we help our customers navigate troubled waters like that? 
Sure. I mean, great question. So what I want to do is dovetail into three examples just to kind of show how these really advanced capabilities, you know, just regular kind of customers use. So this is an example of, for lack of better words, a digital boardroom. And what's really hard to see in the background is, for lack of better words, a dashboard that we created with SAP's digital boardroom. And the big problem here is, as you probably imagine with a lot of these meetings, you know, people present data in PowerPoint and spreadsheets. And then, you know, somebody questions the data and says, why is that number the way it is? Or I thought this was that, or somebody showed me some other number. And so they argue about the numbers a little bit and somebody takes the action item of, let me come back, let me give you some more analysis. And they kind of come back probably two weeks later in the next meeting and kind of go forward from that. And, you know, this is kind of a vicious loop that we see a lot of our customers in. So this particular customer, what they did is they said, let's get away from that. Let's spend the first five minutes of all of our meetings having this digital boardroom, we go through our numbers in real time. We'll go through our market data, we'll go through our investments, we'll go through our financials, our human capital a lot. We'll spend five minutes, we'll look at the data. If people have questions, maybe we could drill down or take that as an action item later in the meeting, not two weeks later, and then spend the rest of our one hour meeting focused on value added things like personnel decisions, financial decisions, and things where you can make value within the business instead of arguing about the numbers. So this was a massive transformation that they went through, uh, just getting everyone on the same page for lack of better words. The other example, which is outside utilities, but I do think, or outside regulated, but I do think it has a lot of really good implications is one we had with the San Francisco 49ers. So they also own the stadium, the venue Levi Stadium. So one of the things they couldn't control is their, their operations people, that is. They couldn't control if the team's winning or losing. But what they could control is the overall experience that people have when they come in and they leave and things like that. And what they found is the number one frustration people have are your standard things. When they come to the stadium, they're upset about parking, they're upset about the lineups they have here, getting in and out of the stadium. And even their employees, a lot of times, are upset with how much they have to walk on any given game day. So one of the things they did all about improving this overall experience is they grabbed nine different data sources. So everything from parking data, ticketing, concessions, um, there's this little kind of beepers you could hit where if you're happy or not, um, so I grabbed all those different sources around real-time data, and what they're able to create is this mission control room where they could start looking at all that data in real-time around what's going on within the stadium at any one given time. And just immediately after rolling this out, they found they're able to resolve 41% of the stadium issues they were able to resolve. And what's interesting about this is before this, they had no idea if problems are even problems until – you know, somebody called to complain about it weeks later. So they found they're able to resolve 41% of these issues and also increase their overall user satisfaction. But probably the interesting thing they found is they found some employees walked over 10 miles on any one game day. And they found they're able to kind of decrease this to around six miles for your, your employee that walked the most. And the crux of this is all about having real-time data to kind of really understand what they should go and where they should focus on. And the last example, this is actually from Dallas County's largest hospital system, but as you can probably imagine with COVID, um, you know, people have whole new questions, especially a hospital, lots of new questions they have all around their business. So what these guys did is they, you know, created an analytics first approach where they had a modern data platform, but they started providing self-service capabilities to their users to really allow them to ask and answer all kinds of questions. So just to walk you through some stuff from left to right. So one is they want to identify from a COVID perspective, where are people coming from into our hospital? And what they found is the density or the radius was much bigger than they thought. 
but the most of the people came from a very, very specific sector. Another thing is what they it dealt with is, as you probably imagine, when the COVID first started hitting out, do we have enough masks? Do we have enough gloves? Do we have enough of those things? So what they're able to create is this little workflow model where people can key in um, what their proper equipment is so they could share this with, with broader people to understand more about, do we need more masks and more gloves on these floors and so forth? The third example, and I'll kind of go through these quickly, is just kind of a you know, a scorecard they created. So they had a whole lot of new metrics as a result of COVID, everything from length of stay, everything about surgical equipment, everything about, you know, um, um, you know, protective equipment they started having here. So they published all of their key 40 kind of metrics on the scorecard that they gave out to their executives every single day. And the last one, and this is where they could start using predictive, is they created this, um, you know, wanted to track the number of patients coming in, and then they wanted to start to forecast this. So they started to leverage some predictive algorithms to start forecasting how many patients do they expect to see as a result of the trends they had before. So a lot of really good use cases that they started to find, but it's all about having that analytics first approach and not kind of waiting for long periods of time before they could get this information to people. Hey, Jason, let me jump in here again. Um, it's really cool to see how our customers are, are using SAP Analytics Cloud um, to improve their business. I'm certainly seeing this from a global perspective as well. And you mentioned predictive. Um, I, I saw a, a, an interesting recent report, Jason, um, that, that suggested that basically it said uh, analytics is moving beyond reporting. And, uh, and this is the part I love. Dashboards are no longer enough to meet the needs of our analytics customers. So um, talk to us about that. You know, what, how can we go beyond just reporting and just dashboards? Yeah, so I guess at a high level, like, so when I meet with customers, the number one thing I keep seeing is um, a lot of times people are looking for analytics, but really what it is, is just looking for reports. So really what we find here is analytics is so much more than just reporting. It's including everything from being able to visualize your data to be able to ask and answer lots of different questions, being able to predict and simulate different performance on stuff. And then finally, be able to plan and, and make stuff actionable around their data. So it's so much more than just reporting that we're finding here. They're looking for something much, much broader around what they're trying to do within their business. And then from the analytics portfolio, when we start looking at what we have from an analytics portfolio, for those of you guys that have been following SAP for quite some time, it's more than just SAP Analytics Cloud that we're talking about. It starts off from business objects, which is has been in the market for over 30 years. It provides you know, enterprise BI platform for reporting and analytics. We provide BPC. That's our traditional on-premise environment for budgeting, planning, and consolidation. And then lastly, what we want to focus on today is all about SPNS Cloud. And this is where we've put the most investment in around an analytics perspective. It's all about delivering a software-as-a-service modern analytics platform that provides BI, predictive planning all together. And so what this looks like, just if we were to drill into this a little bit more, what SPNS Cloud provides, so it's a full software-as-a-service application, so it's completely managed by SAP. It provides BI capabilities, so all the traditional things we talked about, dashboards, visualizations, reports, and exploration. It provides augmented analytics capabilities, so things like conversational AI, predictive, as we discussed. But it also includes planning. So this is all about making those things actionable. So when I go from the augmented analytics, this is where I can start doing stuff to, to write back things, do some simulations, do some plannings and so forth. And so it allows you to connect to both SAP and non-SAP data sources, which is great, and allows you to connect to both cloud and on-premise data sources. And then from a consumption perspective, this can be consumed over the web, it could be consumed in office where people like to look at stuff in Excel or in a mobile device. So you're truly kind of building this once and consuming it in many, many different spots. 
And a couple of big kind of things that we see as being different about this. So one set of capabilities that we call from an augmented perspective, we call these capabilities smart. Because what we're really trying to do from, uh, again, augmented analytics predictor perspective is we're trying to take these really, really advanced algorithms that are otherwise really hard to do and make these things that anyone could do. So make these things that your regular analysts could start leveraging these really powerful algorithms, but without being a data scientist. So instead of having to you know, have data scientists that know R or Python or MATLAB, what they can do is an analyst could just simply right click on a number and understand what's driving that number. And again, there might be a huge algorithm behind the scenes that's really driving that thing, but they don't have to know about. The other thing that's unique about this product that we feel is this idea of data connectivity. So what we find with a lot of different cloud and different BI solutions, a lot of times people have to move the data into the solution for this to work. What we do is we connect live to the system. So we can connect live directly to different SAP backend sources. This could include a business object source, as well as some third-party data sources. So we connect live to that source. But probably the biggest differentiator is we maintain context around that. So things like your semantic layer, your hierarchies, your security, your currencies, all the kind of things that you created with an SAP or your existing data source, we maintain that context. So otherwise we find a lot of times people have to rebuild these every time. And then, you know, once we connect this live, you might have other data sources, like some spreadsheets, some data marts, some market data, you might want to combine with that. So it's very easy to maintain this live data and then start to combine it with these other kind of third-party sources. So really kind of nice way to kind of bridge the two together. And Jason, I think as someone who works in public sector, I really want to emphasize this live data connection capability. We still have a lot of government customers very concerned about managing their data in the cloud. So don't skip over this if you're in public sector, if you're in civilian agency, state and local agency, defense and security. Um, we can, can live connect into your data. Your data doesn't, the analytics comes to your data. The data doesn't go to your analytics. Really important. But let's transition now and talk about another key feature of, of SAC, which I really like which is the pre-built content. Now, I think there's a lot of confusion out there, frankly, about this. So can you help demystify this for our listeners, please? Yeah, so what we provide is we provide a handful, and when I say handful, it's actually over 100 now pre-built content across different lines of businesses and different industries. And basically what this is, is it's a data model plus a full kind of analytical application that's provided. And these are all available completely free of charge. So they're broken down by different lines of businesses and also different industries. So we have, you know, obviously we have this for public sector, we have this for higher ed, we have this for utilities, we have this for, for, um, for healthcare. We have a lot of these different pre-built modules that any customer can just import them in, see what they look like. They all come with sample data so they can play around with those things. And we also have the line of business ones. So we have a whole library of ones within finance, within operations, within procurement. So a wide variety of different kind of applications that you can get just to kind of leverage to really understand how you could jumpstart this. And by way of background, I was talking to a partner two days ago. And one of the things they found they got value from, they've been go into a lot of customers and implementing these very quickly. So what they do is they take the content, they implement it for a certain customer, and this kind of gets the requirements, it gets the juices flowing, it gets them thinking about what some good use cases might be for this. All right, and the last kind of big value point that we see with this product, so we talked about the predictive capabilities, we talked about the live connectivity, we talked about the, the uh, pre-built content. Another big thing here is we are embedding this product into all of our core applications. Because instead of having some different you know, reporting or things like that, what we feel is it's important to take these really modern, best-of-class analytics, and you could even leverage this as a complete standalone enterprise application, 
or you could leverage it as an embedded application. So as an example, we started to embed this in SuccessFactors as a product called People Analytics. Last year, we embedded this into S4 Public Cloud, and we have a whole set of projects. We have about 46 of them to embed this into all of our core applications. So it's a huge investment area for us, really to kind of unlock and provide that kind of lens into the intelligent enterprise. Uh, Jason, let's shift gears uh, for a minute and uh, talk about hybrid analytics. We, as you know, and you mentioned this earlier, we still have many, many customers in regulated industries using business objects. Um, are we saying that they have to go to SAP Analytics Cloud now? Um, and are there ways to get uh, SAC, as we like to call it, and Bob J to work better together? Yeah, no, great point. So you're right, they don't have to go to business objects. They don't have to go up to SEC. So we're going to continue to support business objects. So we released business objects 4.3. And this is going to continue mainstream support all the way to 2027 at a minimum. So it's a great story for business objects customers. We invest a lot to provide new capabilities for them. But really where the value of the two come together is in twofold. One is from a capabilities perspective, SPN's cloud now extends the capabilities that people didn't have in business objects. Most of the business object customers use it for reports and dashboards. This has given a whole new range of modern capabilities that they could extend those to. But probably the biggest thing here is the two together work much better together. So business objects is great for formatting reports, application development, you know, office integration with that BI universe. But then you start combining that with self-service BI, you combine it with augmented analytics that you saw, you combine it with planning, you combine it with this idea of this digital boardroom, as well as to be able to create you know, office integration in these really powerful applications. So this is where the capabilities extend much, much further for you. But also at the same time, we've invested in a lot of hybrid enablers. So things like with SBS Cloud, we could connect directly to a business object universe, so we don't have to redo that work. We created things like an analyst catalog, so you could have a single launching point for both SAP Analyst Cloud and business objects. And we've also created a lot of innovations around hybrid user management, where you manage your users in one spot across both systems. So a lot of great capabilities to kind of combine the two together, so you don't have to redo a lot of that work. And then for our business object customers, really what we're trying to do for them is not have you to you know, spend a huge investments on both tools together. What we allow our business object customers to do is uh, uh, um, to have a, have a cloud extension. And what that allows them to do is allows you guys to you know, partially terminate some of the on-premise maintenance and then offset that with SVM's cloud. So what a lot of our customers do is maybe they have some additional shelfware or some capabilities they're not using. First of all, you could right size that environment just to kind of pay for exactly what you're using. And then that savings you get in maintenance, you could start to leverage the cloud around that, almost like leveraging a lot of these SVM capabilities for very, very little cost to you through our cloud extension program. And so just quickly, just to walk you through a couple different things. So a lot of times people get, you know, have a lot of questions about a roadmap or direction. So very, very simply, everything here is completely public. So we made a big focus to make our roadmap, our directions, our timelines completely public for everyone. So what we provide here is a link to our roadmap explorer. We can see our latest around our business objects, as well as our SBN Cloud roadmap. So you can better understand what's coming this quarter, what's coming next quarter, and what's coming future direction. What I can say in general, we're investing a lot around data connectivity, we're investing a lot around our hybrid capabilities for our business object customers. And we're also investing a lot around our augmented analyst capabilities. And you can always drill down into those things to learn more about that 
as you go along. Jason, uh, it's great information. I, I'm sure our listeners will really value that. We've had a couple of questions come in in the chat, so sure. uh, I want to ask you those um, if you have time. So, mm -hmm. um, first one: What's different about SAP Analytics Cloud compared to other vendors on the market like Tableau and Power BI? Yeah, so we get that a lot. So most of our customers, you know, we fully understand we're not the only analytics vendor in the market. A lot of times people have made large investments in other vendors out there. I guess the big thing that we see that's very different is first, I think that augmented analytics capability. So a lot of those predictive things you saw in the demo, I think that's a big differentiator for us. Um, the second thing is that idea of that live connectivity. Um, so what we find a lot of times with these other solutions, people have to move their data up to the cloud to get this to work. So just being able to connect live and maintain context and, and all that value is a huge thing, especially within an SAP backend. And the last part, as we looked at, was that idea of pre-built content. Um, I feel like from an industry perspective, SAP knows more about the industry and their data analytics needs than most other people. And we try to leverage a lot of that in our best practices around our pre-built content. Yeah, we just had there, we just worked with a customer um, in Australia to build some public sector specific content around volunteer workforce management and volunteer yeah. firefighters. And now that's available to every SAP customer free of charge. So I think that proves out, yep. at least in my little industry patch, uh, what you're saying. Next question, sure. uh, Jason, uh, does SAP Analytics Cloud work in non-SAP environments? Yep, it does. And actually, in fact, a lot of our Bob J or business objects customers don't have SAP environments. So it absolutely does. It works great off of SAP data, but it also works great off non-SAP data. So it could be data you have an Oracle or a SQL Server or Teradata or other source like that. We, can, we have native connectors that connect directly to those sources. You can leverage just like you saw in those different demonstrations I went through. Awesome. Uh, last question, Jason. Uh, how are the augmented analytics capabilities? We have a lot of users that just like reports and this may seem too advanced for them. Yeah, I think a lot of times we show these demonstrations, these presentations, a lot of times people get, they seem a little scared about these things. They seem a little kind of too futuristic for them where a lot of their users are just using Excel. And so some of the things that we typically do in a lot of kind of pilots and deployments of our customers and we try to ease them into those capabilities. And what I mean by that is we typically provide standard reports. So a lot of times I provide these really, you know, advanced dashboards, but it might they might just be a standard kind of rows and columns reports that they might look in and they grab prompts and parameters. But very quickly we'll do stuff and say, hey, just right click on this number and they'll right click on it and leverage things like that light bulb to see things like that. Or we'll say, hey, just right click on this and open up that explorer view. And now you can start to you know, filter and pivot this in different ways. And they'll find that interesting. And then we'll start saying, okay, that's interesting, but let's say you have new questions, just that little like search bar in the top, just click on that and now start to type things in. And so slowly they'll, they'll start to get value. But the biggest thing that we feel is we kind of have to ease them into this stuff. We kind of can't you know, throw all this advanced stuff or otherwise they won't use it. You kind of have to give them what they're used to today, like reports and dashboards and then start having these little features that they could see and then at their own pace, they could start exploring and getting it enabled and, and dangerous on these things. Jason, thank you very much for your time uh, and, and um, uh, providing your expertise uh, to us today and to our listeners. And thank you listeners for joining our Spring Into Data with SAP session today. And here's to wishing you a uh, spring in your step and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you.